I'm invisible. <laughs> what happened to you? I don't know. It was perfectly fine. It was one of those sound check things. Tim will be back. Uh, I'm Joel. It's Tim and Joel call it in the ring. Tim normally is uh, at the point where he's doing his own thing. Can I? Are you good? Uh, it's it's chamber in time is what I was gonna do. I don't I don't know. <laughs> show sucks already. It's great. <laughs> what well, show always sucks. <laughs> we do our best not to suck too much. <sighs> Welcome we're on, we're to the F a- show. Yeah, this is the F show. We're we're it, it's just completely done. Uh, it's it's all downhill from here. Uh, so yeah, th- so. This is a little bit different than most of the shows we do because normally when we talk about wrestling, we have watched everything uh, or at least have watched enough that we just talk about the creative and we talk about all the stuff that, that we're interested in from the week in wrestling. Uh, we're back from Montreal. We went for SmackDown, Elimination Chamber, and all the press media stuff that came with it, and uh, we'll talk about it. And hopefully you guys and, and our friends uh, who are here are going to enjoy it. And if you don't, well... You know, leave a thumbs up anyway. <laughs> or a thumbs down. I don't care. Engagement's engagement. You can go ahead and you can leave a comment as well. If you're here in the chat, hey, how are you? Hey, hi, how are you? I am on like 30 minutes of sleep. So this is great. Uh, and you can subscribe to us here at Fightful Overbooked. Tim is also on no sleep. So send us a super chat so that Tim can be funded to go back to sleep and get a good night's rest, as will our children. Uh, be right back. He's already in PR baby. That's amazing. We're already here. I will be a second. All right. That's fine. We'll just meet you here. Uh, And then join the Overbooks here at Fightful Overbook Discord. Okay. All right. G Bro starts us off with a super chat. Adrenal Tim and my Joel, where did your bangs go? Tim's bangs uh, decided to go for a walk this week. So I guess I'll I'll start on my end because Tim is is MIA. He's taking care of his kid. My, My kid's down. He's sleeping. I'm watching him. Uh, Thursday morning, I was up well before the dawn. Some of you saw my weird videos at five in the morning, uh, hopped a 7am flight, went to Montreal, got in super early, walked the streets, uh, eventually checked into my hotel room and killed a lot of time, uh, until Tim came. Tim was actually traveling by train and I was traveling by, by plane. So I had, a lot more time on my hands and a lot less time on a flight, which is nice. Um, we were there primarily because of Elimination Chamber. We were also there because we had plans to meet up with some local independent wrestlers and talk about the upcoming GCW shows because Game Changer Wrestling is coming to Montreal and they're also doing shows in Toronto. Uh, and we're hoping to get um some some extra insight and and put some extra publicity on those shows so we did get a chance to talk to a few wrestlers unfortunately we did it all kind of off camera we're gonna catch up with those guys and girls later uh and we're probably gonna do more stuff in march because that's when those shows are with iws and with gcw so keep an eye out for those we're gonna have a lot of stuff there um (laughs) yeah fightful didn't they're fine they they book Tim booked the train. He wanted to sit on the train and get work done. He liked that. He wanted to have like his downtime. When I travel, I like to be there as fast as I could. That's all. Um, so yeah, people in the chat are asking what the press conferences are like, and we're going to get to that. We'll talk about the whole experience. Um, Tim and I met up, it was Thursday night and uh, we, <laughs> we ended up going uh, to the casino that night because what else do you do when your first nights in Montreal and the casinos nearby? And we just had a nice night. Uh, we met up uh, with some friends and, and just said hi and then went to the casino. It was, it was a good time. Friday came and uh, 
it was the uh, uh, the media availability, the press junket. So we got up at a good hour. We were lucky that the press junket started at 10, so we could get up at 9 a.m. Uh, and then kind of waltz our way over to the Talent Hotel. And while we did that, um, we met up with the Love Wrestling crew as Tim comes back into frame. And uh, we were able to hang out with Spencer Love and with Zach, who uh, who does socials and also hosts uh, a plethora of shows over on the Love Wrestling channels. Uh, support them. They're great. As Josh Robinson pops in on Twitch. And we're streaming live on twitch.tv slash Gaming as always. So yeah, love wrestling. Love those folks. They were hanging out with us. We were hanging out with them all weekend. And Lawrence as well. I got to shout out Lawrence. He was there. He was hanging out with us. So uh, yeah, so we got to the junket. Tim set up beautifully, made everything look good. Are you still alive over there, Tim? I'm so tired. Yeah, me too. We're talking about the uh, the scrum. So uh, scrum, it was scrumptious. They had some, they had some good cookies. They did. <laughs> I know that's the content y'all want want to hear about, right? The no, no, this, we're giving them all access pass. Yeah, all access. Great cookies. Great so, cookies. Double chocolate banger. Yeah. White white know. chocolate macadamia nut. You better believe it. They were very good. So Tim set up in there and. Uh, and then they, they brought all the wrestlers in, except for Sammy. They said Sammy's going to come a little later because he had some other commitments. And then he, and everyone was like, you'll have time with Sammy. Um, luckily, we did because we almost didn't. But we'll get mm. to that. Uh, so who do we have? We had uh, Bronson Reed. We had Natalia. We had Austin Theory. We had Nikki Cross. We had uh, – who am I missing? Was, oh, Raquel Rodriguez. Uh, and then Sammy was the six. So there were six of them. Uh, and every interview was really good. I, we yeah. had a really good conversation with everyone. Uh, Nikki Cross is uh, so sweet. And she, there's a reason why she's always at these things. Natty is also same, very sweet, very well-spoken. Um, definitely had a lot to say uh, about her legacy, about her family's legacy. And the questions were good. And for some reason, both Nikki and Natty loved Tim Hortons. And we had to tell them that they're wrong. Yeah, both sick. I mean, Natty's from Calgary. So Albertan <laughs> people don't know coffee. You heard <laughs> Take that Alberta um, firing shots. Nikki, I don't know. She's just part of, you know, that that's the global community and uh, corporate advertising. Anyway, uh, Tim Hortons is owned by some weird Brazilian conglomerate. Now I think it's not very good. Their coffee is watery. It's uh, literally the only coffee. I don't drink black from like a, a coffee place. Really? Because yeah, I add half milk, half sugar to it because it's tastes like tar. <laughs> this weekend, I learned that Tim almost exclusively drinks coffee black. I don't drink coffee, so uh, watching that was was one hell of a treat. I almost exclusively consume black coffee as well. In case you didn't notice, <laughs> hey, this sounds familiar. Mm. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, we get through the presser. It takes it takes two hours. Um, a lot of those interviews will drop on Fightful in the coming weeks once we edit them and send them up to uh, to Sean to have them uh, taken care of. But uh, yeah, I think they were they were really good. Uh, we we had some good uh, some good banter with some of these people. My 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 conversation with Bronson Reed is actually one for the books. We uh, I, I wanted us to do the interview at Schwartz's Deli by the time we got through the first half of it because we should have basically spoke exclusively about food for the first half and it was really good but uh next time <sighs> anyway oh and there's gonna be a next time because he that oh yeah like i don't know it was good it was good that that promo like that that interview with him was really well done because he came in looking like a bajillion dollars 
Uh, oh man, looked so damn good. He he looked very cool. If you, um, I'll, I'll put over Love Wrestling. They've already dropped yeah. their interviews, so like you can see who was wearing what. And I know I do the strong style show with with uh, with Cher, but like, yeah, you come on. He was so good. Prada sunglasses. He was in a great, well fitting gray suit with the black shirt. It was open because sexy beast. Like, mm, I he I, looked very cool. And then he put on a, a damn good performance in the elimination chamber. We'll go into detail about that in a bit. But yeah, like, I don't. Know, I think you're gonna keep seeing Bronson Reed now. This I, weekend was good for him. It really was. It was a good time. So uh, yeah, there was there was just really good, really good banter, really good chat. And then we got the interview with Sammy, which went up uh, almost immediately. So here's. Here's how that came together real quick. Uh, Sean and I had spoken on Thursday morning and he knew that Sammy was going to do the, the the press junket like I did. And he said, hey, when you do the Sammy interview, if you can get it to us, like immediately, we'll toss it up on the website immediately. So we finished up, we wrapped up, left the, uh, the talent hotel, went back to our hotel with the Love Wrestling guys and uh, very hastily and very quickly edited things together. Thank God I will put over Tim once again, as I always do when it comes to shooting and making things look good with the minimal amount of editing possible and sound good and sound good. Sounds great. Actually uh, with all those things in mind, it makes doing any post-production so much better and so much easier. And you know what really matters to us at least uh, when we get questions in the comments on the YouTube channel, on Fightful's YouTube channel, being like, whoa, this interview was beautifully shot. What equipment are you using? That shit gets me excited. It's good stuff. So uh, without Tim, I don't do or look nearly as good. I have to say that. And I know he's heard me say that to his face, but I'll say it out here in the internet. He's He makes me look and sound better than I ever could. Uh, and that was the case for, for this week. Oh, thank you. <laughs> We wouldn't have done it with anyone else. So tired. It was nice. It was really fun. So after the after the scrum, actually, I, I go. Over, so we had we definitely had uh, tickets for elimination chamber. Yeah, back yeah, yeah. Curtain, that but, was a certainty. Yeah, so I don't mind pulling back the curtain. Um, John and Way from Post West Post Wrestling were there, um, and they were they're really good dudes. They they actually came in late because their flight was delayed, and um, for a minute I was upset because they they kept getting into where we were shooting. But they were also like really frantically trying to get content because they had shown up so late. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at first, I was like, "Are you are you serious right now? Like, are you big time?" Yes. And it just turned out I spoke with them afterwards. Like, first of all, nicest dudes. Like, I, they were really really sweet. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, to be uh, fair, shout out to like WWE's PR team too because one of them like saved one of the shots yeah. like mid interview because there was a back encroaching on the frame, and he was yeah. able to like like nudge the guy just in time. And I like gave him, I tapped him, gave him a thumbs up. Yeah, it wasn't Joel; it was the the other fellow. I can't remember his name. The uh, the big dude from the Netherlands. Yeah. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Sorry, the 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 PR person. Oh, the uh, PR. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So. After the so, so I'm speaking to John and Wayne, I said, what, "What's going on with SmackDown tickets?" And they're just like, "Get a comp, ask them." So I go over to WWPR and I'm just like, "Hey, what's going on with SmackDown tonight?" And like, "You want to go to SmackDown tonight?" And we're like, "Sure, why not?" They're like, "Why didn't you tell us in the first place?" <laughs> I didn't know this was on the table. It's all new. Yeah, so uh, first time for everything. So they were like, "Yeah, we got you." So uh, very, very kind. They they gave us tickets uh, again. I, I do this with full transparency because I know a lot of people kind of get weird when it comes to oh wrestling media they're bought and purchased like honestly we know what this is and we come into it being 
we're not going to do anything salacious and we're not and i'm also not going to tell you that this was like a perfect experience because we're going to talk about that a little bit later when we talk about elimination chamber itself but uh like we're, we're gonna we'll get down and dirty soon uh but yeah so they they, they got us taken care of for smackdown smackdown itself the show was so much fun i really liked smackdown live uh yeah 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 did you how did you feel about the show itself because i mean our seats were great, and then uh, seats were fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> matches themselves. The way that the show flowed was was pretty good for us live. How'd you feel? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, flowed pretty well. In ring was good. Um, the it, this one was always going to be weird because like the main event was just Sammy Zayn comes home. Um, the way they played out the rest of the story was a little bit different than kind of what I think both of us expected. So the the night was a bit strange. We, and they ended up doing two dark matches to kind of cover for that, which they, they felt like dark matches. Uh, the, the dark matches apparently are the norm going forward, going forward. Yeah. Definitely. Or like for the last couple of weeks, like it, it's, it's become the norm. So they do, uh, they do Charlotte versus Sonia. They did it like immediately, like Sammy cut his yeah. promo left and then they just hit Charlotte's music and she was out and they start the match immediately. And then they did uh, Bray Wyatt versus LA Knight, Yeah. In a, uh, in a, a street fight. And, Anyway, it happened. It was yeah, it was fine. It's just it was, a quicker like yeah. it, it was like the high, highlight reel from the the pitch black, but without all the black light crap. Yeah, um, they had done the black light crap though. No, I'm good. It, it was fine either way. They Everyone used a chair, a kendo stick, and a table. There you go. We did that. Right. We did the street fight. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'd have to think about it, like what SmackDown's been lately. Maybe lately or going forward, like the goal is just maybe cap that show with like a segment rather than a match, which makes sense. It was a go home, so they had to yeah, do yeah. something, you know, something different. And no Roman on screen, no Usos no. on screen, which actually made things kind of funny. I was um I was thinking about it the other day, and really today because I'm on no sleep. Um, the the end of SmackDown last week was Paul telling Jimmy Uso, hey, watch the show from home. Roman's got it from here. Yeah. And then there was no Roman on the show on Friday. So I was like, did something kind of get lost in translation? Or like, it just, there was that little, just that little thread that I was like, that kind of didn't make it. But otherwise, um, the matches itself, I mean, that tag match between the Viking Raiders and uh, Sheamus. Oh, yeah. My God. Oh, God. So much yeah. fun life. Um I listen, Madcap and Gunter. That was my main event. Also very good. Yeah, it was good. I'm waiting, waiting for people to finally understand that. Yes, the name Madcap Moss is not ideal, but I think <laughs> we're getting closer and closer to him. I would his name again. The character is already dead. At least be thankful for that. Like the gimmick itself doesn't. It's no. It's no longer there. Uh, he's not a a, a jokester. Uh, yeah, he's not wearing his little suspendies and his little shorts, which is a shame, but it is he what could. it is. What if he did? What if Emma was uh, the new Joker? No. Yeah, she could do the dance. No. Dun, 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 Stop dun, all of that. Dun, dun, the bubbles? Dun, dun, dun. Anyway. <sighs> uh, so the match itself was really fun. Uh, again, everyone knew that it was going to be yeah. Gunter retaining. But I think the whole idea here was to make Madcap a little bit more of a, of a veritable threat in his division. And that's yeah. Funny. Like a legitimate person. <laughs> Absolutely not. I will. Oh never no, we're only halfway there. This yeah. is a multi-year plan. Yeah. There, the there's, graphics. there is multiple buildings. That's the, that's step one. Yeah. Like, that's only step one. And that's, we're not even there yet. This we're, was after solo won the uh, North American championship. <laughs> 
we had that one and then this is this is the real daddy of that's the angle that's probably two years three years from now yeah we're going for it that's the (laughs) one i just realized that i really screwed up with the uh placement of the 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 blue universal yeah Yeah. the blue universal title is just right on its collar there yeah oh well that's why i'm not a person who does these for a living (laughs) it's also explicitly uh stated on the wwe corporate website you're not supposed to be doing that anyway (laughs) no is it really yes yeah (laughs) seems bad it seems bad oh well no one stopped me yet no yeah it's yeah yeah i love how everyone goes and grabs those um those pngs i was doing it for a while but it, it explicitly says do not do that <laughs> oh, well. if i get a cease and desist hey all all press is good press ain't it that's right especially charges being pressed right yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's just tough to so that was uh so that 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 was smackdown up until sammy comes out um and he comes out and and it's huge and they play his old theme worlds apart uh for the first time in so many years huge ovation uh, we'd find out later, Pat Leprat from uh, from local media in Montreal. He's also broken like KO contract signings, and Sammy's re-signing his contract with WWE. He's he's been a, a staple of Montreal sports for a long time, and uh, he said that in the history of the Bell Center, that was the longest ovation for one for one event. Yeah. It was like and five minutes something. <laughs> five minutes and 13 seconds, I think. I went back and read the tweet. That's wild. It was more than like any sporting sporting event that ever happened at the Bell Center. Remember, there's the Forum, which is the old Montreal Canadiens arena. There were longer ones there. But in the Bell Center, which has been open for, oh God, it's been over 20 years easily. Uh, this is the this was the, the, the longest sustained pop. And five it minutes was, is crazy. I, I can't even imagine that for like an actual sport. <laughs> Like, it's just, it would be weird past a certain point, you know? And so this is where things kind of got interesting. Uh, So we finished SmackDown. Uh, A bunch of us went to a bar and uh, there were some new friends there, some old friends there. And it was, it was a good night. Uh, And then I, I I was having a conversation with someone who was involved with everything going on over the weekend. And, uh, and they kind of explained to me that uh, maybe the Sammy stuff tonight, or on SmackDown didn't go as as planned, which uh, seemed to link up with some some in room observations, just a little bit the stuff yeah. that I had picked up on. Like yeah. you mentioned that, and I was like, there was this guy, like it was a stage producer, just like taking a knee, like just to the left of the commentary, and like trying to cue Sammy. And I thought it was just like you know, yeah, people are chanting a long time, and he's just like, yeah, we got to get started. And then Sammy did his thing and it wasn't very long. But the entire time that this pop was going on, I'm like, it's getting pretty close to cutoff time. What's, what's happening? Yeah. And they were just letting it go. And that was, I, that turned out to be a Sammy call. Um, there was a whole bunch of stuff that was told to me. and I'm not going to go into it. You can do the FIFA select stuff and read about it there. Uh, it's actually, you know what? It's, it's already out there. So um, essentially I'd been told that like gorilla was kind of losing its shit and uh, that, you know, that the people were very confused about what was going on out there. Kind of just like, why isn't he starting? What's going on? And then, of course, the FU Roman chants, people were getting uh, backstage. They were like scrambling because they had to deal with that. Because it was mute, 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 mute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was a we can't hear anything. Yeah. So, uh, well, we can. But uh, anyway, the, um, the, the promo itself was, uh, as I said in the press conference, we'll, we'll get to that later. Uh, it was very non-WWE-like. It was very um, emotional. It was very no beats, all big, big uh, 
words of planning and he just spit it all out. Yeah. And that's how we went home. That was SmackDown. Um, he so, yeah. bounced that mic something fierce. It, <laughs> it it almost got right back up to his own height. So what's he like? Six, two, six, three. <laughs> like, it bounced oh, very high. Yeah, yeah. He was that. but he so yeah he slams it down the uh, and then the 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 cover you know the 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 triangle oh, cover yeah yeah it just it bounced with it it like goes off and anyway uh it was it was it was such an amazing moment i i said on the post show on fightful that i don't get emotional about wrestling anymore this was the first time in a long time where i stood in the or sat at my seat and like I felt something and I was just like, this is a moment because it was hard not to like that. You could, the, yeah. the crowd was uh, like actually electric like this. Was, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Montreal, something else for that. And then, and, and, you know, some people were saying, Oh, why'd you bring him out that, you know, why'd you bring him out on Friday? Why didn't you do this all on Saturday? Well, honestly, we all knew what the plan was for Saturday. We all knew that Sammy was not going to win. We all knew that it was going to be a letdown, but that the match would be, you know, it would turn out as it, it would turn out that Sammy was still kept strong in defeat. Um, but at the end of the day, this was for Sammy. The yeah. SmackDown promo was so that everyone in Montreal had a chance to like let it out. And you they- know what it also helped with was like it kind of got everyone on the same page for what the main chants were going to be. They're going to do the Olay, which I think everyone yep. knew. Um, but then like, you know, they they got the fee- they felt it out on SmackDown, like what what it was going to be into that that like fuck you Roman chant really just kind of happened organically and then became And it was the same thing after the show they were doing the sign of the night and that's when they highlighted the like if Roman wins we riot and then the next night there's literally like 20 of those in the crowd like, and shout out to public enemies pod on twitter because and then just the podcast themselves uh because they had said you know with uh they had a photoshop and they're just like someone needs to bring one of these or what are we doing <laughs> and so i quote tweeted it the next day being like with a photo from smackdown with that sign and i said so about last night and then yeah <laughs> it was huge huge amounts of that sign showing up at uh, at, at the elimination chamber show so yeah, so so basically, I was tipped off that that the Sammy promo was not as intended, um, but everyone was fine with it in the end because clearly it was a moment. And so I, I spoke to Sean. I was just like, "Hey, here's what I was told. If you want to look into it, look into it." Uh, and then the select report came out and everything. Um, Saturday. Oh yeah, no, we were out late on Friday. We 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 definitely enjoyed ourselves. Uh, <laughs> Saturday, we took it easy. We. Uh, <laughs> Had some lunch, edited some footage, and uh, went and met up with people before the show. And then we went to the show, and we sat media, and we went in through a really weird media entrance. Now, let me tell you about this. The Bell Center is not, uh, as, as we were explained, is not set up to the ways that WWE would normally basically keep kayfabe. Not their preferred configuration. <laughs> yeah, that's how it was put to us. As they march us through the backstage area, completely like open everything everywhere. So we're literally just backstage, and they're like, "No, obviously, like no cameras, and don't do this, and don't do that." And we're like, "Fine, whatever." Just walk through, and uh, yeah, we we they take us to the press conference room. Say, so "Drop your stuff, and then we'll take you to your seats." And that's what they do. Um, and we won't go over like who we saw or anything like that. We'll we'll, we'll respect that. Yeah, but it was yeah. a very weird and surreal moment, just like being marched through backstage, being escorted through backstage. Um, and then my the, the funnier moment was uh, one of the guys who works in communications was just like, 
how much do you think I could charge regular fans <laughs> for a walkthrough like this? And I said, you can make it part of the superstar experience and you'll make bank. Yeah. So, yeah. It was, it was something very unexpected and, and yeah, surreal is the way that like, it was just like, Oh, and they did it twice. Cause we had to go back. Yeah. 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 There's in and out. Yeah. Yeah. Three times we had to leave. <laughs> oh yeah. We had to leave afterwards. Yeah. So, kept seeing weird stuff. Um, yeah. So the Elimination Chamber show was was a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> I was thirsty, and Tim was like, can I get you a drink? And I said, get me Diet Coke. And so Tim comes back with a cup of Diet Coke, a, uh, a plastic solo cup, a clear solo cup. And I'm like, oh, that's weird, because at SmackDown, they were giving them out in a bottle. And he said, yeah, they just emptied the bottle into the, into the, the cup, and that was it. So I took a photo, and I was like, I think this means they're trying to cover their asses just in case something happens tonight. That's we kind of got some numbers, Tim. Yeah, oh yeah. What was the final tally? Big. We, I, I haven't actually pulled it up. Let's let's take a look. <laughs> I'm gonna find this tweet now. Uh, and I know some of you saw it and engaged with it. Oh, here we go. Oh my god, this is absurd. Okay, so first of all, the the, the caption was LOL, they aren't serving soda in bottles tonight for a very specific reason. Dot dot dot. The engagement on it is 3,104 likes. Oh, 100, oh. <laughs> 184 quote tweets, 259 retweets, and the views are at 384,000. Delightful. I'm glad I didn't embarrass you by asking that. <laughs> I That's had crazy. people yeah. in my DMs, and I showed them to Tim, telling yeah. me that, oh, this is normal. WWE and other sporting events. Do like We were normal. there literally the night before, y'all. Like. And I was like, I literally had a, a bottle of Diet Coke last night. Yeah. Stop. Just stop. The There was a lot of copium. It like, and I talked to the guy. I talked to the kid who was tasked with serving them. And I was like, is this necessary? And he's like, it's for security. And I was like, <laughs> okay. Is it now? Good yeah. to know. I see. And I, I like, I, you know, people have, have shown memes that they, like the Canadians have learned. And they've shown like wrestling stuff. And I was like, ah, I think they're just used to people throwing stuff on the ice from Habs games. Like yeah. they know when the bad nights are going to be, when the potential for miscreancy uh, is, is high. So they, they've adjusted. And a cheap, um, a cheap solo cup that's clear doesn't travel nearly as well as a, a bottle of soda filled with something. No, most of the liquid is going to escape through the air, uh, showering your fellow uh, uh, Montreal people Ers, montrealers <laughs> montrealers I think. that's not correct there's no montrealers way i think it is anyway um so yeah that was um so that that's how the night started and then i muted the tweet and i'm like never to be seen again uh and then i got a i got a message from a friend today who was like i saw your tweet on several facebook groups i'm like no, no not the facebook groups <laughs> it was my worst fear come to life anyway i had a good laugh um yeah, so we watched the show. We watched the Elimination Chamber. Started off with the women. Um, really fun match. I enjoyed it. How, how did you think? Uh, how do you think it went? Oscar is going to WrestleMania. Good match. Really good match. I actually. So I haven't done this for any other event I've attended, but I rewatched it. Uh, the show. I wanted to hear how the crowd translated. I wanted to hear some of the commentary. I wanted to see how some stuff played out because there was moments that looked kind of like awkward to me that actually one with the production played out very very well there was a moment where asuka jumps up she's fighting with Liv, 
Um, and she looked kind of wonky, but like it, it looked really, really smooth, like on on the program. Uh, crowd came out as insane on on the TV as as it was there. Uh, the match itself was really good. I was hearing people call it like an all time women's elimination chamber match. I don't really know from a whole lot of experience. I haven't watched a ton of them. It was certainly better than last year's. Um, I enjoyed the match. There were some big spots. It's just, it's still the muted version of the chamber. Like I I know that there's lots of good reasons for that. And I know that most people are very like, yep, this is the right decision, but it's also like, I don't know. It also doesn't feel as special as it did when it was actually hurting people, which is, you know, it's a trade-off. I think I'd like, rather they survive the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just I, I would prefer like a lot more creativity with the chamber itself being used because like I felt like it got a little bit stale. I noticed they graded up the top instead of the chains, which is good. Uh, so there's no more like grabbing the feet spots because that got old. So, yeah. Yeah, so... Um... Oscar wins. She's going to face Bianca Belair at, uh, at WrestleMania. Uh, one of my favorite spots was early in the match. They did the uh, shoving Natty's head through. the chain. Yeah, that was, that was excellent. And that's what I'm talking about. Like I want stuff like that, but like more than like three or four per match. Cause that feels like you're just getting the quota. in. So, yeah. And they, and they did some fun stuff. I think the yes. women really, really performed well. And uh, it was, it was the right opener for, for that night. hundred percent. Like this, this yeah. was, it set the tone, right? Oscar winning was like obviously the the correct decision for me. Like yeah. I'm very happy with that. I think that's a good match at WrestleMania. Uh, at that point, I saw Peter Rosenberg in the crowd. Yeah, a, a photo with a young a young woman who had a sign that said, "My mom thinks I'm at bar mitzvah class," and I thought that was just the funniest, stupidest thing I've ever seen. And I had to shout it out. So. It- <laughs> You know what's funny? On the tra- my train ride home, there was there was a girl directly across from me who was studying like, for her bar mitzvah. A hundred percent. It was not that girl. It was a different girl. Nope. But it was very funny. It's good. Although it's that girl, that is, I, that, we're telling stories here. It was the same oh, girl. Man, I will say there were too many wrestling fans on that train. <laughs> yeah, there were a bunch on my flight. Actually, shout out. So there was a there was a dude I met. Uh, his name was Ryan. He uh, he's, he's from close to my hometown. Uh, we man- randomly had the same flights in and out. So oh, either he's stalking me or we got lucky. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, shout out to him. He, we had really nice conversations uh, about uh, about wrestling that were very even keeled and very nice and very fun. So uh, shout out to him. It was, it was good good stuff. We, there were there were a lot of wrestling fans. Let me tell you, I'm, on my flights as well. It was just the way it is. There were a couple of people like I was in the McDonald's uh, gathering my bucket of coffee for the morning. Uh, and there was just people carrying around chairs. And I was just like, this sucks. This is the crappiest, like, what an awful souvenir that the WWE has made their, like, staple VIP, like, front row thing. Like, carry around a whole ass chair. Like, you can and then those. Just ship them home. Go go to your local FedEx, wrap that shit up, and just, just ship it home. Oh, I feel like these people spent all of the money they had on those seats because they didn't actually have the money to afford those seats. Because, like, judging by the lady who I heard, a separate lady talking on her phone in the McDonald's, who was, she said she watched it on her phone <laughs> while she was there. Because, you remember when they pulled us down to the floor? Oh, we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. Anyway, like, she was not within the first three rows of the floor seats and was disappointed with her sight lines, which 
welcome to reality. Could have told you that one anyway. Yeah. Our seats were great though. They, 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 they were phenomenal. The, hun- the 100 section is the way to go. Yeah. <laughs> always, always sit in the lower bowl. Yeah. If you can get production hold seats, I always swear by them. These were, these were great. Uh, we weren't staring at ass all night. We I literally know. never want to watch wrestling any other way. Like well, this, I got this is that. perfect. Like, um, you know that impacts putting people back on the stage for their pay per view when they're here in Toronto uh, in in April. I hope they don't put us there. Yeah, the, but because of the way that they troll Sean, I think they're going to do that. Yeah, or of, right, right in the front row where they can focus on your dumb mug every five minutes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there, there's like so many GA areas that are not lit well that I'm sure we'll just good. We can like slink into a pulse. corner. Yeah, over by the stripper poles. Uh, anyway, <laughs> that's wait, it. are they running uh, Rebel. like Rebel? They are. They Hell always yeah. run Rebel when they come. When they come here, they run Rebel because it's like the biggest non-arena venue they can run. Cool. We can have my studio after and before. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. It's right there. It's a good. We can how, actually do the pod. Like, how close is it? Because you guys also have internet now there. Yeah, it, it's very close. It is. Oh God, right I got there. Sean. That's what we're gonna do. I, yeah, yeah. Originally, yeah. I was gonna ask someone at Rebel if like I could comedy or an office afterwards. No, this we can much better. It's it's not far at all. It's it's just cherry, right? So it's yeah, right yeah. next to Polson. Okay, we'll do that. Um, thank you for indulging my <laughs> plans for April. Um, yeah, my dad can get us better seats. That's right. Uh, and it is rebellion at the Rebel Night. That's that's always my favorite thing. Like they've been running rebellion in Toronto for several years. That not for the pandemic in well, past, but used used to be Sound Academy then. <laughs> Was it, what was it before? No, no, it was always Rebel when they ran it. Oh, okay. What was it before well, Sound Academy? I can't remember. It was something cooler. Oh, it was just the docks. The docks. Yeah, better. No, the docks and then Sound Academy. I saw oh, Night- but there was that weird fish restaurant there too, which made it awkward and weird. Fun. Anyway. Yeah. Back to the show. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good seats. Uh, Bobby and Brock were up next. And uh, middle of the show, I said to myself, I, I turned around. I said, kick him in the dick. Yeah. And what does, Bob, what, what does Brock do? Kick him in the dick. I mean, if, you, if we say that literally every match, the odds that it's going to happen sometimes is pretty high. <laughs> there was one spot where it happened in the elimination chamber. We looked at each other. We're just like, kick him in the dick. Effective. Zero rules against it there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. That, so uh, who, who got the win there? It was uh, nobody won. The fans won. Yeah, Bobby. Bobby won. He got the win. DQ. Uh, I'm, I'm not against the story playing out because there's six weeks of TV left. You can spend half of it trying to figure out what's going on with Bray. I thought that was awful, by the way, on SmackDown. Yeah, that was, we were both very displeased. (laughs) I was like, no more lore. And, and I think it's going to be, I think they're going to move towards Bobby and Bray and not Brock and Bray. I don't think Brock wants to do lore. Yeah, I don't know. Also, you don't want that as fans. It won't be good. <laughs> that would be a horrible don't match. And, but the, like, yeah, I can, I can see them doing something weird, like Bray coming out and being extremely philosophical about like who really won in the end. <laughs> like, who was the one left standing tall? Like, <sighs> Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a four fifty-five meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Anyway. 
Hopefully Not it's Bobby. The dick I tell you that much. Hopefully it's hopefully it's Bobby and Bray, but I don't even. That's that also sounds weird. <laughs> the only way I will accept Brock Lesnar versus Bray Wyatt is if it brings Sable back and Alexa Bliss, and then it becomes this weird like Sable is equally confused, and we have Alexa Bliss lore. Just have Sable run in with like a hunting rifle and just like <laughs> there we go. Like yeah, it's yeah. it's the converse of of like Bray's influence on Alexa. Well, what what's what's Brock's influence on Sable? That's She's right. out there with a big ass knife ready to skin him. Like <laughs> drives a motorcycle down. Just like, the Sable American badass. Yeah, pretty oh much. My God, I'm so into this. That's how we do it. It's got Iron's Glock. <laughs> Good callback. Uh, what happened next? Oh my God! It was the tag match, mixed tag. Uh, this was a really yeah the the battle of miles what is miles uh what's his name the the singer for Alter Bridge <laughs> Miles Kennedy no might be Mark Tremonti Mark Tremonti's the guitar player yeah aren't they the same no no no, no hold on hold on hold on hold on okay we're anyway Edge and Beth versus it's Miles Kennedy yeah miles eat Kennedy. it yeah, so he works with Slash too uh yeah. anyway Edge and Beth versus uh. Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley. I, I sat there being like, I think Rhea Ripley's going to pin Beth, but it ended up being Edge pinning Bray because I guess you can't have Edge lose too many times because every time Edge loses, you then have to write him out for several months. That's that's, that's how it works. He's got to go recollect himself put yes. it back together. Anyway, the guy's got eight abs. That's a good enough consolation prize. He can eat another L. <laughs> <laughs> he's good. He's, he's, he's having he's the best fine. time of his life. Again, he's going, he's midlife crisis Finn. This guy can lose. It's okay. The, uh, the star of the show, though, was Dominic Mysterio, and that crowd absolutely lost their shit. They took the long way to, to yell at him, too. They weren't, it wasn't, it wasn't F you, Dom. It was F you, Dominic. <laughs> they really went at it, too. It was so good. And, like, they ran him out of the arena, and then they did the na-na-na-na, and then he comes back, comes and he's right like, back. He's like, yeah, I'm back on the back. He was, Dominic Mysterio is so understated as a heel right now i think i, I so love many good things going on there i love what the judgment day became yeah. like for such a terrible idea a vince born atrocity that maybe also edge had some creative control in given his press conference discussion uh but boy big turd big turd that started out as has turned into like this gang of utter weirdos <laughs> like and that's what's so you mentioned Edge in the press conference. He put over Judgment Day. Yeah. He said he's he was, proud of them. He's proud yeah, he's, of what it's become. He's like eerily enough or weirdly enough, I'm proud of them. And that's and I think he's right to say that because this was a, a group that made no sense and never made sense that was made sense of after they kicked him out and and you know Triple H took over with creative. Uh this match was fun. The Shatter Machine finish was was a lot of fun, too. I'm glad they did it. I know Dax is going to talk about it on his podcast this week, which is fun. Um, I'm saying fun a lot because I'm tired. And there was a moment. There was the the one. The brutal, the, I went back and watched this because yeah, I wanted to see what it looked like. It looked just as bad. It happens. It did. <laughs> and I thought to myself, I was like, what would happen old school WWE? They just count them down, eh? Like, well, screwed so up again. and then they would and the referees are supposed to count three no matter what but also edge kicked out because Beth yeah 
he, he kind of flopped up. So like uh, the ref le- like legitimately hand comes down and just swoops into his armpit, misses yeah. the mat. Like, and again, shout out to how professional the referees was work because watching them work like was really, really excellent is particularly for this show SmackDown the night before, like um, during the Charlotte match, something flew out of someone and like the ref, like as he was coming down to count, all, with his other hand, picked up what it was, felt what it was, and made sure it wasn't anything of consequence before continuing. Like it was very smooth. Uh, by the way, yes, we will be at Greek Town Wrestling in March. Yeah. We saw Steve there too, who is the uh, yeah. the ring announcer for he was uh, Snapping Stales. Yeah, he was having a great time. So shout out to uh, Steve Argentaru. I hope I pronounced his last name. Right. I, it doesn't seem like you did, but that's fine. Are you saying no? Come on, no. Come I mean, on. you if you have to slow down while pronouncing a name, you're not pronouncing. I, I know. Right. I just looked it up. It's there you go. Now you pronounce it right. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll be yeah. We'll be at Greek Town. Evil Uno's going to be there. We'll we'll do a whole rundown. We always Evil Uno's got the match set. He's wrestling someone. Yes, Who, Trent Gibson. Yeah, he's going to get paddled. And and did you see? Who Jock Samson is facing? Both of the main event. Yeah, oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, that's we have fun. to have to interview main event. Yeah, I need people to see these two dudes. They are big, built, good-looking dudes who need to be working on TV. Great in the <laughs> ring. Their gimmick is very refined now. Like they're they're a good to go package, pretty much. I mean, I, I who knows about like talking, but like the presentation is there. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, but Greek Town, we'll be talking about that. It, there's so much wrestling for us coming up in the next few weeks. It's kind of <laughs> wild. Uh, yeah, that's 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 all I'll say about that. What else? Uh, we got past Bobby and Brock. We got past the Judgment Day. And then we had the Men's Elimination Chamber. We had the Austin Theory one. So my favorite uh, stat coming out of the night was that four out of five matches on the card of the Elimination Chamber featured Canadian wrestlers. The one that didn't was the U.S. Championship match. Appropriate. Very, Very appropriate. Yeah. Austin Theory retains the championship. Uh, this was a match that really made... Montez Ford, Bronson Reed, and Johnny Gargano look like a million bucks because the other two guys in the chamber and Damian Priest looked like he was already. Yeah, 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 uh, was, yeah. yeah, the three, like it was three guys on the up versus three guys who were established and on TV weekly, and everyone came out looking great. Uh, when I started thinking about it and putting it together, I was like, I think Logan Paul's here. Yeah. When they when they got down to the final two, and then they did the Montez Ford injury, and I was and people were like is this real? Is this real? <laughs> Me and you are both just like, mm, they're keeping that door open. <laughs> like, the door is open. And on top of that, I said, uh, I looked down at, we, we could see a production monitor and we could see what they were, sh- what they were shooting. And they were like all eyes on Montez. Yeah. All eyes on the injury. And I was like, you don't do that in sports. No. Anyway, uh, Logan Paul comes down, hangman, Logan Paul. He, yeah. Uh, hits, hits a buckshot lariat as he does. And uh, yeah, Seth Rollins loses the chamber match. Austin Theory retains. I'm excited. It's good. I, I like the match. It was so much fun. There were so many high spots and so many stupid little stories being told. And I say stupid in like the best way. My favorite was Austin Theory trying to team up with literally everyone yeah. and always getting smacked in the face for it. It was just, it was a really, really good match. What'd you think? The one, two, three super kick on Bronson Reed was like actually really good. And they're like this one I went back and rewatched and it translated even better on TV. Like it was more exciting than what I got from watching it there. Like it was very good. This was this was a very good elimination chamber match. Um, And like you said, like the biggest goal, I think, in it was 
uh, getting three guys who need to get over quick uh, a lot more shine. Not that Montez needs to, you know, but like this, this showed that he could definitely do the solo thing. Like, and this, all of this subtle stuff that I couldn't really see from a distance that I saw on TV that he was doing way, way, way more impressive. Even still like that guy's incredible. He, he just needs to get, you know, pushed. <laughs> But did you know that he should be back in New Japan because Okada? He beat Okada. Montez Ford beat Okada. Yep. Yeah, okay. That, that's nice. <laughs> no, obviously I'm talking about Bronson Reed. Uh, <laughs> Tez Tez was fantastic, and I, I the reason why I just yeah. did because at the press conference everyone found out that uh, Triple H wasn't thinking about everyone in the match that he put over. He did later. He uh, it was yeah it was weird to me. I was like oh. Okay. I think he did what I did. I, yeah, uh, yeah, I will sure. again. I'll give full disclosure. When we interviewed Bronson Reed, I forgot he was in the chamber match. I did because I made zero reference to it because I was trying to keep my questions evergreen, knowing that uh, it's good. Yeah, yeah, knowing that we were going to drop these later on. Uh, so, yeah. Long story short, I think Triple H just forgot who was in the match. It's a lot of names. Yeah, it's names. Six men to remember. Uh, uh, he did take quite a bit of time to praise Logan Paul, though, which kind of makes it a little bit less just like it's a little grosser that he admitted Tez by accident. There was some yeah. crypto zoo stuff he wanted to get in. Yeah, I know. It, that's, that's the thing. It's what, what that is, is media training and him like, like the goal was to get out certain beats and like Tez doesn't feature in that beat because he's a, a, like a, a part of the company, right? They have to get over Logan Paul. So he's trying to me- remember all six names and do like the Logan stuff and remember his talking points. So it, it happens. And he later so, on, he yeah, later yeah. on went to Twitter and was like, I forgot about Tez. He's a star. Like put him over. And like sometimes having that stand out, it's nice to have too. Yeah. So uh, it really, really fun match. Tez doing that top of the cage roll through dive whatever the hell it was uh look good everyone caught him and the poison rana from the oh top man of, yeah up the pod we looked at that we're like man if johnny had just taken a one sharp turn to the left that would have been game over but they, it was close had, but yeah damien was there he, he yeah. basically kept him from dying <laughs> yeah the, the amount of trust all of these guys had in each other was immense and you can tell so they there was something special going on. I think there was a lot of really, really good teamwork that went into that match. Uh, yeah, it was it was exceptional. Like that's an all timer. Really enjoyed it. Uh, and then we had the main event. It was uh, Roman and Sammy. Um, by the way, going back to the Brock Lesnar match, they they showed a promo for the match, and it starts with Brock's music, and the crowd loses their shit. Oh yeah, it was terrible. like not a good idea. To and it was funny though. It was funny as hell. So, um, yeah, so we get to the main event, Roman and Sammy. Um, I mean, there's nothing I can tell you that you didn't see live in terms of the crowd reaction. Yeah, the instant Uh, intense booze the second Roman's music hit. Uh, Getting even louder the second he steps out. Getting even louder the second he raises his, you know, belts in the ring. Like it, it was wild that it could, it still had room to go because it felt like bone shattering the second his music hit. So I loved when he was doing the one Montreal was giving him a different one. Different one. Yeah. <laughs> I oh, oh, I want to going back to the elimination chamber. Uh, this wasn't on TV. Uh, <laughs> Reed's exit as they're singing. Na 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 is, is a very smooth other one. <laughs> yeah. 
He's just had he's just had that loaded up and ready to go. It was just so it was so cool. Like just so smooth, just flips the bird on his way out. Like man, this is our good time. Um yeah. and then Sammy comes out and it's a huge reaction, as expected, and everyone's yeah. excited. And then for almost five minutes, the bell rings, they don't touch, and we're sitting there. We're like, they can go another five minutes and not touch, and this crowd wouldn't do a damn thing. I saw something, Tim, that I told you I'd never seen before in all of my years going to wrestling shows. And I, and people know that I try to sit as close to the hard camera as I can for multiple reasons. Yeah. Um, one of the reasons is because I can watch. I think I, I, I don't know if I explained on the show, but if you're watching the layout of a WWE show, there is where the hard camera is. There is an entire like strip. I call it the M1 because I worked on cruise ships. And that was the M1 was like the main drag. It was like the highway. It was where everything moved around that was important and that's kind of what production is for wwe there's this main drag that people walk through if you work for the company it's where yeah it's the side with the jib like it's it's where shotzi's horrible tank became very apparent why they maybe got that scrapped um like it's it's where yeah it's 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 the production side hard cam where there's like all of the equipment so yeah and so um i'd never seen this before there were there was a line, a line of of staff, of employees who worked there, and including some on-air talent. Yeah, Megan was out there. Uh, Megan yeah. Grant was out there. Caleb yeah. Braxton was out there. Matt Camp from The Bump, I'm pretty sure, was out there. Uh, you had Ariel Hawani was out there. GSP was sitting with his kid. Uh, Looking very intense. He yeah. was so, like, he he was as fixated as, as if it was like, you know, a, a real fight. Like he was very focused. Uh, Rosenberg was back out there yeah. and that's just talent. And then there was a lot of staff that, that I recognized uh, and, and that we had been talking to through communications and all that. Um, they were watching and just, just taking it in, just watching and like chatting to each other. It was, there was a moment that I think everyone was like there to see because this show was not supposed to be as big as it became. No. Uh, and, and I think there's just a, there was a magic of doing the Sammy match at home and the story that was told, the beat that this was in the story made this a big moment. And we'll talk about that when we talk about uh, the, the press conference and my question to Sammy and the answer he gave. But um, yeah, so, so that was a moment. And then the comms guys come over and someone in the chat mentioned earlier, earlier but uh, yeah, comes over and he says to us uh, all in, in in our row of media he says uh, we're going to take you down to the floor to watch the rest of the match and we're like cool sure why not okay and i'm thinking they're going to take us over to where all the other staff are watching yeah well, how friggin' wrong am i i think and we're all feeling the same way we all go over to an empty area on the floor that i was like they're not going to let us stand here because we're obstructing view it's okay. literally where the floor people have to pass through to go to the bathroom and buy concessions yeah. like it's yeah uh, so inst- and also like the area was where they struck the uh, the pre-show set. That's where we yeah. started. And then they were like, no, 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 move over here. They moved us like way to the back corner and had a standby there. And we couldn't see chance. Yeah, because it also is a like decline. Like you, yeah. you, we're lower than everything, and there's no raked seating on the floor, so it's just we literally can't see anything. Yeah, so we're all standing there and just looking at each other, being like, "Why are we standing here?" We know why. Yeah, they yeah. So they can get to the post-show press conference as soon as possible. That's fine. I mean, it's like herding cats, I guess. But we were we were not very pleased about missing basically the whole rest of the match, uh, and we all had to go back and watch it on the fabulous Peacock or WWE on Sports. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, 
Um, but the match itself and what we saw was was really, really fun. It was just a moment. And the crowd, what I did while I was standing there not being able to watch the match, I watched the crowd. Yeah. Same. Because at that moment, that's all I could do. And the crowd was just, we sat before the show, Tim and I did, and, and the friends that love wrestling. Uh, we sat with a friend of mine who's an, uh, who's a, an In-N-Out wrestling fan, and he was going to the show with his friends. And one of his friends hasn't watched wrestling until the Royal Rumble. He was like, the last time I watched was 2002. And he was like, I watched this year's Royal Rumble and I loved it. And I went to the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view because it's local and I was going to have a good time. And he was like, I want Sammy to win tonight. I think Sammy's going to win. He had conviction. He was like so into the story. And God bless him because that is this. I told him to his face. Like, that's the type of wrestling fan I want to meet. I, I tell you, the love wrestling guys, I think, were, were sold on it. <laughs> like, yeah, that's just because they're local. That's stupid. No, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just kidding. There, there's a, I know that there's a certain amount of like, haha, I know the answers type no, of No, yeah, yeah. But like, but it doesn't always have to be that way. I would say that the majority of the crowd was like, they bought into it to a sense. Like, because the, the, the complete drop and feel like an in, in, in air in the place when when that three count came in was incredible absolutely insane like the ko pop was kind of crap like <laughs> they're just like where were you <laughs> like, yeah that was kind of um unexpected the not the ko came back but the no but, the ko reaction i think we we expected a little bit more absolutely i expected explosive and like but it was that Sammy lost. They just loved him that much. And they had aired that Hawani package so many times and like really, really built him up. Like they, they sold a lot of people on it. Yeah. And that's, that that's, it was special, but like, yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk about what Sammy said in the presser. Cause he had some insight, but like, yes, he did. So, uh, yeah. So, so the match ends, Roman wins and the crowd's deflated. KO comes out. They do the thing. Um, you all saw it. I don't need to tell you. Uh, I, well, we'll probably go back and watch it at one point. I know you. You said you did. I'll go. I did. Well, here's the thing. Like, I think part of the deflation is, is not just because he lost. It's the way that they handled this was a little bit weird. Like that was surprising to me. Like, kind of what happened was expected. Like we knew Jimmy was going to interfere. We knew. Uh, Jay would come out. I kind of expected Jay to just get this over and done with and clock Sammy with a, cha- a chair here. He didn't. But then they did this thing, which they're either going to take it in a complicated, weird, weird way, or they're going to do some really lame wrestling crap where it's like, oh, you speared me. And it's like, it's an accident. You know what accidents are? Yes, Jay? <laughs> like, but My... Um... So, so we'll talk about that with, with the Paul uh, comments and the yeah. six weeks to mania and all that stuff. So yeah, match ends and uh, they grab us and they, they take us through again, through the backstage as I walk past Johnny and Candace uh, and try not, I was telling Tim, like I was trying not to smile and to be like, hi, how are you? Because they are, they come off as just the nicest human beings in the world. And all you want to do is like, just chat with them. And I was, I kind of said, they're the type of people that like, if I saw them at the grocery store, I'd be like, oh, bananas are on sale. You should probably go grab some. They're on super sale. I got a bunch. You want one? Is the cost of bananas, they're always cheap. Like (laughs) They're not always cheap. Bananas are cheap. You can get a bunch for under two bucks consistently. You shop in the wrong places. I get mine at like 58 cents a pound, I think. Oh, too good for 59. (laughs) Is there a 59? No, I don't know. 
<laughs> get the no frills or Walmart. What do you want from my life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. wherever wherever is cheap. I know they're still awful, but who cares? <laughs> anyway, so uh, so we're we're brought back to the to the place for the press conference. It's a smaller room because I don't think they were planning on doing a press conference until suddenly they made this a bigger show than it was planned to be. Um, a bunch of us sat down there and they kind of got us uh, got us situated. Um, uh, I, we had maybe 10 minutes. Like yeah. I, got, I was able to set up a tripod and I wanted a gimbal, but it wasn't happening. I had to just lock my elbows into my thigh meat and sit on a chair to stabilize. <laughs> but, so, so, uh, so we have, Tim and I have two different perspectives from the press conference. Yes. I sat with the, basically like with everyone who was asking questions and Tim was, was in the back. So we'll, we'll kind of give our two different perspectives from that. Um, I I was sitting with uh, the guys from uh, oh my god I just forgot the name of the the Gorilla Position Radio they yeah. they're, they're really good dudes. Um, someone said, "Is that your dad?" And I was like, "No, no, no, he's a Brit," which is much worse. <laughs> uh, and then there was a guy from local media sitting next to me, and like you know, there were some people. Basically, like we all kind of knew each other in some way, uh, and so we were sitting there. Byron Saxon hosted. You all saw that. But before they started, they were kind of like, hey, is anyone specifically going to want to ask a question? And they told us who was going to be there. And, I, you know, it's normally like they'll definitely someone's definitely going to want to ask Paul Levesque a question. Someone's definitely going to want to ask Sami Zayn a question. Um, but then they said Austin Theory and they said Bethan Edge. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, I have nothing to ask Theory that I haven't already asked him. And the question that I had for Edge ended up being asked immediately by Graham from Bleacher Report. And shout out to him because he got it off better than I probably could have. And that was asking about Edge's retirement plan and the promo he cut in Montreal in uh, Toronto when Tim and I went to Raw back in September, uh, where Johnny Gargano made his return. And uh, and Edge had said, you know, next time I'm here, that might be my last match. And, you know, I'm starting to think about retirement. And then last night, Edge gave a completely different answer. Being like, I feel good. I could go longer. I retired for nine years. I'm still ready to go. Um, so I, I was happy that someone asked the question is what I'm saying. Uh, and then the Paul stuff, Paul spoke. I was going to ask Paul about the Ariel Hawani involvement. I know the Love Wrestling guys were also thinking about it. Um, I was going to ask about why Ariel Hawani and not like GSP or someone completely unaffiliated and like why they settled on, on Ariel. Uh, it probably was for the best because Ariel was at the press conference and it would have felt a little awkward to ask. Um, <laughs> after the show, I actually told Helwani, I was just like, I was going to ask about you in the press conference. He's like, oh God, it's better you didn't. <laughs> That's funny. I just wanted to, I, I wanted to be a little agitating. But uh, Oh, I, the pre-show, like the stuff they were saying, they brought him on for the pre-show. And, oh, did they? And it was like, they they, they were like, Welcome to the show, Ariel Hawani, the most reputable MMA journalist in life. <laughs> it's like, That's fantastic. It was, it was a Cole lot. Stuff. When they yeah. did the GSP stand-up, I know Michael Cole was like, the most unbiased combat sports journalist <laughs> in the world. I was laughing. They took a few shots, yeah. Go for it. Have fun with it. I wanted to hear Paul make those references. I wanted to hear Paul say those things. But he didn't. He was asked about... Uh, he was asked about a lot of things. He was asked about, you know, if a pop like that changes creative at all. He was asked by uh, Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics, which is, of course, now made the rounds. Um, he was asked about the, uh, the the potential sale of WWE. And I think Paul gave probably the best answer he could. But like Tim and I were talking about this on the way home from uh, from the scrums. 
it's really hard to ask those kinds of questions in these rooms yeah. because as we talk about it, it's a kayfabe vortex. Yeah. Everything. Which like if, if you're not picking up when they awkwardly are like, Oh, this is the last question. Well, before I go and they'd say story beats where they're just promoting Monday night raw, like, yeah. So it's almost like some of us have to be in there to ask a question that is maybe journalistic in nature or just like informative in nature. But also, we're not going to ask, like, hi, how do you feel about your boss being implicated in sexual harassment suits? Guess what? They don't care. Yeah. You know, there's stuff like I, I was, I, the reason I wanted to ask about Hawani is because, again, there are so many other people in French, you know, combat sports or, or just like well known combat sports journalists or just well known Montrealers they could have gotten. Yeah. But they picked Hawani and I wanted to know why. And maybe it's because of the association with BT Sport and WWE has a, a partnership with them. Maybe it was as easy as that. But I still wanted to get an idea because that was something that got a lot of conversation going over the weekend with the way TK decided to, to tweet about it. Um, so, yeah, you kind of you you kind of have to pick your questions carefully. And some people decide to ask, like, hey, are you going to face John Cena at WrestleMania, Austin Theory? And you're like, bro, ask the question <laughs> different. Some tag, like something different. Lead the question. Don't. Hey, just can I predict it. your storyline? <laughs> Yeah. I'm just that like all I'm at. Yeah. Don't predict my storyline and try, try to get me like, hmm, nah. like try yeah. try to lead me there. So, so that leads me to where I am with the Sammy thing. Um, it kind of all comes full circle. First of all, I see that uh, the dude from, from gorilla press asked the question and he's sitting next to me and then they hand the microphone to the guy sitting to the other side of me who uh, is, is from local sports. And he asked Sammy, you know, do you think we'll see a WrestleMania in Montreal? And I'm like, why but whatever he's he's local news he's doing his thing and sammy gave a really good answer that he invoked uh mexico again so clearly he's trying to bring el generico back for a wrestlemania match that's fine i get it you work your work work your shoot brother um anyway and then i'm like i have a question i really i gotta follow up on this select report that we dropped i gotta get the answer to it i gotta figure out what happened with that promo and so i turned to the woman who was handing out the uh, the microphone for questions and I was just like, hey, me. And then they said, this is the last question. I, I looked at Byron Saxon. I was, and I like had them. I was like, hmm? Hmm? I was literally looking around in the back, like trying to be like, you know, can you get yeah. my boy? Like, <laughs> yeah. So, so I had the mic. I was like, I'm doing this. Uh, so, yeah. So they called on me and I got to ask the, about the promo. And I was like, something was off. Something happened. What happened? And uh, you can go back and watch it, I, clip it, whatever. Uh, or read the transcription from Fightful.com because Jeremy Lambert did the transcription and did a wonderful job. This is the only time I'm going to publicly put over Jeremy Lambert on a Fightful show, uh, even though I have to do newsworthy with him tomorrow morning at 10 a.m., by the way. Uh, so he he basically answered the question at the very end after he gave a whole long, a really interesting answer about how he sees um, moments now on TV and how things are in the, in the digital media age, everything's about moments and making and maximizing your minutes essentially. And then he puts over the bloodline story. And then he says, I also was going to talk about X, Y, and Z, including Cody and my conflict of faith from raw, but I didn't have time. And I loved the answer to him. I was so happy that I was able to get, uh, and, and this is speaking as me, uh, not as anyone else. I was able to get a select 
reports more information and more clarity than where we started. I never had that. um, I've said this before. I've never cared about interviewing wrestlers. It's never been my thing. Um, But lately it's kind of become a thing that I feel good doing. Mm -hmm. And after that, I felt really friggin' good about being able to do that. And get the last stupid question on the press conference. <laughs> last. <laughs> and it wasn't and it wasn't a stupid kayfabe vortex. Like it was No, it was nice. That whole conversation with Sammy was really something else because he was just yeah. like, I feel weird. Uh, <laughs> and he, then you asked him about a parking ticket, and he's just like, uh <laughs> there were people who did not get it in the audience. He made um, like a wet dream kind of reference. <laughs> he had to pull himself back. Yeah, he's like, whoa. Almost said something inappropriate. Grab my glad my filter kicked in, and I was like, "You could have just not said anything, I guess." But like, it, it was yeah. It, he was just talking about how how strange it felt, and like he he just did this thing. You know, y'all heard it. Like it, it was yeah, it was interesting. Like the crowd truly did become a character last night. Like it was that type of feel. Yeah. So that was my experience doing this. You were standing yeah. at the back of the room. I was at the back of the room. I set up by little my little wide shot camera, and I was looking at them, and they all seemed kind of like tired. <laughs> but I checked the shot and see how far I can get in, and I have to like scoot around, and I'm just sitting in the back, like with the camera leaned out into the alley, staring at everyone in the face. So I'm just looking at like Triple H, just trying to remember stuff, and I'm just there, like <laughs> like weird owl with a camera, just like so. That was fun. <laughs> And you're able to get some really cool shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's nice. It's you know, the thing is like we're just allowed to use our own stuff if we film it for whatever. Whereas if we try to lift footage from the press conference on YouTube, copyright stuff. So there's that. Well, we'll be fine. We'll we'll take it all, we'll we'll process it, put it on select and various channels. Um and yeah, and then we thought about going out instead. Sean said, Hey, pop into the post show. So I did that, and that was an experience that shouldn't have happened. Yeah, I mean, we didn't have like a space. The hotel was like twenty minute, a twenty minute walk away. So like, there was no quiet space, and God forbid you exist in a public space after five p.m. So there's just nowhere quiet. So we tuck into an alley. (laughs) Tuck into the alley, and I'm on the show, and I'm doing my thing, and this the the security guard comes out, and he starts being like, "You got, you can't be here. You can't be here." He talks to Tim. Thank God, because I'm in the middle of talking to Sean and Denise on the show. And if you watched the post show last night, I had to like move around and like try and find my words while I'm navigating this dickhead security guard who's trying to kick us off the property while I'm on a video call. Like I'm not doing anything illegal. I am sitting there because there's light trying to do this stupid video call anyway. um, So he kicks us off. He literally makes us stand on the street corner, on the sidewalk, on the sidewalk. This This is private property. This is public property. It's like, I don't give a shit. Just let me do the two minutes I need to do my spot and get out. That's all. It was a real, real stupid segment, really stupid uh, situation. Yeah, it was very dumb, but whatever. God forbid we uh, be near the unopened condo. Yes, a condo that was not open yet to, to anybody. It was a presentation center. Yeah. We weren't trying to go inside. We were literally on the side of the building yeah he was trying to say he was protecting us because it's a sketchy alley but it's not because the the cops were literally right there and like it it, it was feet from the main the main sidewalk like could have just called out anyway 
we got home, packed up, woke up, got like three hours of sleep. <laughs> and then I got on a plane this morning and Tim got on a train. And here we are. Took care of our kids all afternoon. And now we're here. Yep. Mine just woke up again. <laughs> well, you should go check on him. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, let's get out of here, Tim. Do the plugs and go. Uh, Tim Stone, P-T-I-M-B-S-T-I-O-N-E-P, Instagram exclusively. Spends a lot of time on Instagram, let me tell you. Sharing, sharing yeah. a hotel room. It was a lot of Instagram. So much Instagram. So yeah. Much Instagram. We'll be back next week, uh, probably talking about more wrestling because Tim won't be here. Kate will be back because mm. Tim is sick of wrestling. You will hear from me again after WrestleMania. <laughs> I'm to think when your next uh, appearance might be. When yeah, I don't know. When's Revolution after WrestleMania? No, it's March the 5th. It's in two weeks. Oh, hold on. I got to get on the third. All right, we're good. So that, it'll be then. Oh, it won't even be that. It'll be the week after that because it's a Sunday, isn't it? It's March the 5th, which is a Sunday. I don't know. Let's just do so it'll be the 12th we'll is see. when I see you next. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. We'll figure it we'll out. We'll figure it out. <laughs> I'm at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Uh, folks, it, for those of you who have stuck with us for God knows how long, thank you. For those of you who are sending really nice messages of support for the last little while for us being there and the stuff that we're dropping or have dropped, Thank you for your support. It really does mean a lot. We're um, we're just two dorks who uh, who talk about wrestling, and we got to do something fun this weekend. And and that's thanks to you guys who are uh, very supportive, and thanks to Fightful for giving us that platform to do it. So, uh, thank you, <laughs> thank you. Works on my kid. He laughs like a banshee. Just like crap all over your nice sincere thing. That's right. <laughs> thank you though. Thank you, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, friends beyond the binary. We'll see you in the next one. Actually, like I said, Jeremy and I tomorrow, 10 a.m., newsworthy on the channel. Cheers. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.